Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. My name is Detective Sergeant Emer Berry. I'm with the Criminal Assets Bureau. We'll be seizing anything we believe to be the proceeds of crime or anything purchased with the proceeds of crime. There are title deeds to a property in Antwerp. Do we have an address? Policy! I'm a police officer from Ireland! Have you been watching the news coverage of yesterday's bombing? They're trying to identify a woman. She worked for me. The man who owns the apartment, what can you tell us about him? I'm guessing this is about the bombings. There you go. That's uh, Hidden Assets. It's running on Sundays at 9.30pm on RT1. And you can catch up on the RTE player, as you always like to say, uh, rather uh, <laughs> pointlessly. Uh, right, so James Dempsey joins us once again. So is this the new kin? Very much so, because it's actually from the same creator, same writer as Ken. He like sweet deal. <laughs> yeah, his agent did a fine yeah. job. This, this, you know, this autumn drama season is his drama season on RT. But I have to admit, I enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed the first episode of Ken. And uh, not that I thought it was an astounding piece of drama. I just thought it was like a perfectly competent <laughs> piece of drama and uh, all fine, if you get me. So we heard in the clip there, um, Angeline uh, Ball, who plays. Detective Emer Berry, who works for the Criminal Assets Bureau, and she's actually reprising a role that she had pl- playing uh, Detective Emer previously in a show called Acceptable Risk in 2017, which I didn't remember either. Right? Yeah. Okay. And um, now I did. I definitely remember watching it for this slot, and uh, it was an Irish Canadian co-production. And this time they've roped in the Belgians as well, because this is an Irish Canadian. Uh, like Flemish co-production and it takes place partially in Shannon partially in uh, Antwerp and then one of the characters revealed that she's married to a Canadian so I think if we end up heading you know, across the Atlantic, I wouldn't be too surprised either. Mm. But it all centres around a Criminal Assets Bureau investigation into an Irish drug dealer carried out by Detective Reamer. And in the process of doing it and in the process of sort of searching through his house uh, with some uh, with some acting slightly woodier, wooden, more wooden than the door that they broke down to which they kept referencing, um, they discover some diamonds, some uh, unpolished, like uh, uh, <laughs> fairly miserable looking diamonds that are worth 600 grand and uh, this starts a chain of events that brings us straight to Antwerp where we see a a, a terrorist carry out an act of terrorism but also um, our detective decides apropos of nothing that she's just going to fly to Antwerp Antwerp and go look at an apartment for which the deeds were also found along with the diamonds Mm. and I mean her line of investigation to me seemed a little foolhardy because she basically flies to Antwerp goes up to the, this apartment like you know puts her head towards the window and puts her eyes around puts her hands around her eyes and sort of peeks in and that's about as much investigating as she can do before she encounters the Belgian police and then we have this big international conspiracy that's taking place so we've got So did she just like fly over there to look through a letterbox and her boss has okayed that? <laughs> yeah, you and me paid for that James <laughs> I know I'm outraged It seemed it seemed like you know I think we're supposed to get the impression that Emer is this slightly renegade you you know, devil may care detective. That's such an original tr- <laughs> right. trope. In, in. Um, and her Belgian counterpart is supposed to be this very by the book, uh, does everything right, crosses the T's. And here you, you never know. see that. No. <laughs> so you've got the, the you know, you got the yin and the yang meeting yeah. in this ongoing investigation. 
And then we're thrown in thrown into that is an Irish expat who's living in Antwerp and uh, bizarrely named B.B. Melnick, the least Irish sounding person I've ever encountered mm. on film. And she's uh, running something to do with something to do with chipping in the in the port of Antwerp. And uh, basically, <laughs> also somewhat stretching, uh, stretching belief. She's watching the news where they're talking about like the, the terrorist attack that we see take place. And they have a sketch drawing of someone that it may be connected to the case and she's able to piece it together as a former employee employee of hers uh, and I mean you know when we actually saw a picture then of this employee I sort of thought how were you able to figure out that, that who that was that's who that was based on that line drawing but for the service, for the purposes of the plot, she was, and this ties in, um, I guess, sort of the Syrian refugee crisis because she had given this woman a sort of a, a nixer in her company mm. uh, to help her out, and now she's sort of getting dragged into the mystery, though we don't quite know how. And it all ended with a very sort of, I, I would say, a, a sort of a love hatian flourish, um, a bit of like uh, fairly expected gangland violence, and uh, yeah, and and this was the first part of six that ultimately Ultimately, is kind of where I think the problem is going to lie. I'm not sure, you know, despite all of this material that we had in, in, in the first episode, I don't know if we need necessarily a six episode drama. I think they probably could have made a perfectly serviceable, good three episode mystery out of this, even flying off to Antwerp, even potentially flying off to Canada. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I wouldn't be surprised. But six episodes to me is, is sort of... It, it feels like homework almost to be sitting down on a Sunday night <laughs> to like do you know to be watching this because it, I I didn't find it particularly good but I also didn't find it particularly bad it was just a very run of the mill kind of thing and I think that's you know partially da- down to the writing partially down to the performance partially down to the directing which is by Thaddeus O'Sullivan Okay who, I mean he's got form he's, He he's, definitely he's, has yeah. form uh, for the, especially in recent years for this kind of thing because mm. if you know I was looking at his IMDB and a lot of his credits recently are like the you know the, the mystery show uh, um, or the crime drama Vera with Brenda Blethyn yeah. and, and, and sort of I would say like I'd say he's a you know he's a real jobbing TV director these days He's made some films as well Definitely though, the past, December yeah. Bride being yeah. sort of his big one in the early 90s but, um, but for me it seemed like a very just this this seemed like a quite ordinary run of the mill Sunday night mystery that uh, if it hooks you fantastic it didn't hook me but it didn't I didn't think it was a stinker either put it that way it was sort of right down the middle okay well that's just based on the first episode though, true so it yeah. might get better it, it yeah. may well if it's a it's a if it's a tripartite production it may be kind of like everyone gets two episodes <laughs> See, well like was there much of Shannon in the first one so uh, most, I would say most of the plot, uh, like it began in Shannon, it, it ended in Shannon, but uh, most of the plot really revolved around Antwerp. And I will say, like, there are strengths and weaknesses when you have this kind of production, right? So it has a bit, it's a bit more glossy, put it that way, right? Yeah. You, you know, it's not, how often do Irish people see Antwerp on screen? Yeah. Not very. Not very, they see Shannon very often true, on screen. Well, that's true as well. But, it, you know, it had this, I would say it had a very nice European style and all the buildings, all the interiors, etc. Then uh, where it sort of, where the kind of international aspect of it falls down a little bit is some of the dialogue feels a bit forced or silly. There's parts where Angeline Ball is explaining uh, to her Belgian counterpart what the Criminal Assets Bureau is and he's sort of like he's going oh you're just an accountant kind of thing but we've already seen her wielding guns yes. <laughs> with, armed, with armed guards at the very beginning and if she was supposed to be a sort of like you know renegade uh, spunky cop who doesn't take no nonsense 
I wasn't getting that from her performance. She just seemed kind of a bit miffed and a bit annoyed at what he was saying. So I think she needs to kind of toughen up a little bit if that's what she's going for. Yeah. But we didn't get a lot of like this was very much a kind of you know line of duty type show where there's no development of the characters this is just plot begets plot begets plot right. twist turn development etc etc you're not going to really find out much about Angeline you know about Emer Berry's private life even though I you know I, mean, I was looking at Acceptable Risk she has a different surname in that so we can assume something so it's happened. a different character it, it is no all the material all the material says it is the same character it oh. is Detective Emer but whether her marriage has imploded or she has gained a spouse I do not know but she has changed her name. Right, so there's <laughs> no chance she's going to be snogging your man from Antwerp then uh, at some point. Well, I mean, there was, I, I wouldn't say there was, you know, sexual chemistry. Uh, I wouldn't say there was a lot of chemistry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was, there was maybe some good rapport between them. I, that's as far as I'd go. Okay. Uh, that, I, you uh, text on that, that I'm a police officer from Ireland bit sounds like Theresa Mannion telling us not to make unnecessary journeys. <laughs> Uh, someone else says, I hope Joey the Lips doesn't show up throwing around accusations. Whoa, that, that's some reference. Hidden Assets is, is like kin from the cop's perspective. Uh, and Raymond says, is it just me or are us Irish really uncreative about our homegrown shows? Uh, with this and kin and the likes, it's like they've got someone from their newsroom to just cog something from their news script and use it as a TV show idea. People like the news, right? So surely they'll like this. Is that fair? I would say it's not I haven't found either of these particularly imaginative right put it that way like you know if it's not really fair to compare RT as this you know as a as a, a you know a broadcaster for a small country with mm. a smaller pool you know all of its almost every one of its dramas are a co-production with someone else and right? dramas fiendishly expensive and fiendishly expensive as well right but like you know I, I, it, it certainly lacks the ambition of something like even Channel 4 right their dramas are often you know adaptations of literature or interesting new things they're often skewered for younger audiences they often have uh, socio well socioeconomic themes that are far more interesting than this it, to me, often this is just the same old, same old. Like, Kin was a fairly run-of-the-mill gangster e-drama, right? It had a lot of violence, it looked okay, but it all fell apart at the end when I finally got there. But I will say, this is just very run-of-the-mill. It just seemed mm. like a fairly straightforward thing. I don't know who, who done it yet. I don't know what was the done it yet either, really, to be honest, except for there's some stuff going on and bombings in, in, in Somebody Antwerp. done something, but we're going to find out what that is. <laughs> but it, it, it's, you know, it's not necessarily like a tantalising thing that I feel like oh I must watch this now next yeah. week and figure out what happened or uh, Anya says Kin is more real than hidden assets maybe it will improve as it progresses uh, through the series they speak posher uh, uh, Kevin says interestingly the Belgian cop sidekick played a similar role in a Belgian TV series called Code 37 Sex Crimes Kevin knows his obscure TV references. Good man, Kevin. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on to our next show. It is BJ Novak presents The Premise, every, a new episode streaming every Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Here's a clip. Mr. Williams? My name's Eve Stone. I'm a lawyer at CRA. We're a non-profit law firm, and I'm interested in taking your case. I've been here for like three months. Why? Apparently, there's a tape. Like a security cam? Not exactly. Is this you? No. What was wrong with you? Why would you show sorry. me that? Obviously, I'm so sorry that. <sighs> this part is this you. Yeah. That's me. 
Right. Okay. That's uh, uh, the the premise. Uh, B.J. Novak presents. Who's B.J. and why is it important? His name is in the in the title. <laughs> I have to admit, I don't think he's such a star that like he has immediate name recognition, and you know, it's not like. I don't know, like the Twilight Show or something like yeah. that, right? But uh, B.J. Novak is a writer uh, and actor. He's best known for adapting The Office in the US where he played Ryan the Temp who okay. was in many of the episodes and wrote an awful lot of the episodes. And since leaving The Office, which, I mean, is probably a perennial money earner for him because it is still, it's still so, so, so popular in America and worldwide. Uh, he's gone on to write... Um, a, a collection of short stories that was a bestseller a children's book that was a bestseller uh, he has a sort of uh, like on again off again relationship with Mindy Kaling and then basically now he's got this original show and the idea and he sort of introduces it I mean he comes out and, and gives each episode an introduction and says what the premise is and the premise is to l- sort of skewer a kind of contemporary um, ideas and polemics and sociological issues through the, a lens of comedy and uh, I would say it, it it succeeds at none of that. Right? <laughs> so the first, I have to. So I will say there's great pedigree attached to every single episode. In total, there's only five. Disney Plus is doing this thing where it gives us two at the beginning, maybe two or three, and then it doles them out episode after episode mm. by that. But you know, this whole thing will be wrapped up before the end of November. The first one um, is called, I, you know, I think it's called Social Justice Sex Tape. And in it, you have Ben Platt recently in uh, Dear Evan Hansen uh, playing the oldest teenager ever mm. <laughs> on screen. And uh, and the politician, uh, he's in uh, Pitch Perfect, stuff like that. And he plays a guy who is, who, and this is not a spoiler by any means, who is uh, who creates a sex tape and captures in the background of his sex tape a sort of a, a, a miscarriage of justice by the police and has, right. the, has the ability to you know save the 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 detained man uh, but must in, but in order to do so has to sort of put forward his sex tape uh, that one well, you know sort of the premise i think sounds really 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 solid and the idea is uh, is played off relatively poorly like the none of the jokes really quite land it goes from you know it takes this idea um this sort of very silly premise but it it rings it out in rather boring tawdry way that just doesn't uh, make the most of the material. And despite the cast, which includes like Tracy Ellis Ross, um, I, I, other people, who, Jermaine Flower, I think plays plays the the the, the guy who's been arrested. Uh, you know, despite a very very game cast, the jokes just don't quite land. In the second one. I'd be reluctant to even call it a comedy at all, but it is oh. a far, far, far better episode and a really sort of in, like a far more intriguing premise. So in that one, which is called um, Minute Silence, uh, sort of like an, an NRA type company, like a, a national, I think they're called the National Gun Organization. They hire the father of a like a five year old school shooting victim uh, to be their new PR manager and not all is quite as it seems because over time he's sort of sort of like he's he's training very diligently with his guns he's peeking around corners and they're becoming increasingly suspicious of him and I won't say any more than that yeah okay but um, what I did like about that one was the the main star in that one is John Bernthal who was the Punisher <laughs> a rather apt uh, for this one but um, he was also in uh, 
The Walking Dead, the first couple of seasons of The Walking Dead. He's a, he's a, a, an actor whose name you might not know, but you definitely would recognise. Also Boyd Holbrook, Bo Bridges in that one. Uh, then in the other episodes, you have like um, Lucas Hedges, Caitlin Devers, like really fa- like people who are maybe not the most A-list of A-list, but, mm, but pretty but, good. But yeah. like a proper glossy cast. Mm. Now that one, the second one, The Minute Silence, as far as I could tell, had no jokes. I mean, where are you going to find the jokes in uh, the very tragic story of a father, like, uh, you know, uh, grieving his five-year-old child mm. killed in a mass shooting, right? <laughs> Hilarious, right? But um, but but as a standalone sort of 30-minute little play or, or mini-movie or whatever, it was really, really, really interesting. And I thought it was, excuse the pun, executed expertly yeah, but it wasn't funny and the whole point of this is that it is presented that this is a comedy that we are going to skewer these issues through the lens of humour and laughter and there was no laughter so it failed in that remit now I haven't seen the remaining three one is about a kind of like a Justin Bieber style character who offers to uh, have sex with the valedictorian of the school when he goes back to his old high school and this kicks off a huge competition and then another one involves a man um being ridiculed by the person he used to bully in high school who forces him to uh, come up with a business plan for a sex toy. And then I can't even remember what the last one is, but it's something something to do with social commentary. And, you know, put it this way, like, I think all the material is there, but where are the jokes, right? Like everything else is there, but the jokes for me. And anthology series. Exactly. Uh, can't be patchy anyway. Uh, right, we'll move on to our uh, third show that it is ADSOS that catch up all episodes on the TG Cahar player. Here's a clip. Ahan Sharthin or ADSOS, Bimajabuli Le Shopador at Teg Gaffa, Le Hidi Ura Achanart. Was Kinchik or Shopaholic May? There's a Kinchik of all five on. Mission Sugumset, Nadini Achorus Michu, Fin the Hidi Achanian, Agus Achaikinchid, Agus Nabali Gajig Rayana, Nis in Winnicha, Ayani. It sounds like a format that may be was bought in but it doesn't seem to be the case if it, if it was bought in I haven't seen it elsewhere yeah. but I could see them selling the format easily yeah. because it works uh, like it's a perfectly well ex- per- perfectly well thought out and fleshed out uh, um, format so in it we have our two hosts Kiva and Prunchius and what they do is that each week of the four weeks there's only four episodes uh, they meet a shop uh, you know a shopaholic and they uh, take all their clothes away from them they go they go to their house they take every item of clothing out of their uh, wardrobe we don't know about shoes or underwear so much but I presume they're left with more than enough underpants to last but they then allow them to pick 10 items of clothing and they have to spend 10 weeks or 2 weeks rather living with these 10 items of clothing only in an effort to sort of understand uh, how to pick more practically or how to sort of make something like dress something up dress something down kind mm. of thing then uh, Kiva takes each like uh, addicted shopper to uh, to their local uh, Vincent de Paul shop and they learn the value of uh, buying secondhand clothes and finding amazing bargains in there and then uh, in the second part of the show they go to the kind of like studio set up the loft and their Pruncheus goes he does he's the numbers man so he goes through what they have and tells them like jaw dropping figures of you have 150 shirts or you have like 65 pairs of trousers and they're all like oh oh and oh, oh my yeah oh my yeah <laughs> right mm. and then uh, then also sorry at one point Kiva at the beginning uh, gets each person to donate three items of clothing that she then uh, repurposes or or upcycles and presents a new outfit for them now the whole thing is done in half an hour and if this was on Channel 4 because it's a very kind of Channel 4 friendly sort of format the episode would probably be an hour 
and you'd probably get slightly more out of it because where it falls down is you don't see quite enough of the people uh, struggling over the two weeks right there's no there's no team following them whereas there might be with Channel 4 they just record a few video diaries where they talk about how hard it was but I'd almost rather see how hard it was if you get that's resources again I suppose exactly do they win anything at the end of this (laughs) no they win it would be hilarious if they gave them an ASOS venture or something they win uh, they win uh, the aim is to give them a newfound sense of uh, sustainable fashion right and it's it's about you know uh, understanding what you need or what you should keep or what you should rent or what you should sell or buy or Mm. donate etc where I also would say uh, one slight issue that I I took uh, that I had fault with was I was watching this on the TG Carrot player which is actually a very good player but it only offers subtitles in English you can't see the subtitles in Irish which to me seemed like an oversight because if you have you know I don't have Gaelga Leifa but if I wanted to improve my Gaelga I would like to be seeing the Gaelga on yeah, the screen in front yeah, of me so if anyone from TG Carr is listening yeah. that is my one recommendation uh, James thanks a million as ever three shows uh, just a reminder we were talking about today our hidden assets that's uh, running on RT1 on Sunday nights you can catch up in the RT player BJ Novak presents The Premise uh, new episodes streaming every Wednesday on Disney Plus and uh, ADSOS uh, that can catch up all of those episodes on the TG Cahar player you are listening to the Moncrief show on News Talk we're going to take a break after that who are you anyway Moncrief on News Talk brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again